I guess like who imposes those deadlines? Is it like coming from you or is it coming from the outside to to be producing the music in that way? Uh just the deadline that is uh your death, I guess. Life is short. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so um so that there's no time to waste there. The ultimate deadline. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions shape our identity and our lives. I'm your host, Pam Schaefer, and our producer is Laura Studeris. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar Magazine. If you like what you hear, you can head over to our Patreon to support us directly and get transcripts of all of our episodes, or you can come hang out with us on your favorite social media platforms, where we can be found under WNB, the podcast. For this episode, we got to hang out with Elias Ronenfeld, who is a musician and poet. I hope that you enjoy our chat. Welcome to Why Not Both, where we have internet and potentially trains. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> How's it going? It is going all right. It is. It's kind of funny. Like I, I feel like it's almost timeless now that we can chat with people over all sorts of internet. That I was like, I don't know what time it is where you are, or where you are, or even what's happening. Like I don't know the context even of where you are. Where, where are you? I'm in Los Angeles right now. Okay, so I'm um, I'm eight hours into the future, I believe. How's the future? It's okay. I'm um, I'm about to go to America tomorrow um, and start uh, a long tour. Uh, but um, right now I'm at, at my mother's house in Copenhagen, um, where I had dinner and checked in and was watching um, PV's Big Adventure with my sister just before uh, <laughs> starting this. So yeah, a little sort of uh, cozy family time before I blast off to New York tomorrow and uh, and I won't have a calm minute for, uh, for a while. Wow. How long is the tour scheduled to be? Um, I'm going to be gone for uh, a month and I think we have like 22, 25, something like this shows or something. Wow. Does that ever get disorienting when you kind of dip in and out? Like you said that you're like having cozy family time, but then you're gone for a month. When you come back, what happens? Like, does it feel like kind of like your life is on pause or, or how do you catch up then? Um, like, like when I come back from a, for a long tour, how, how do I adapt into, um, well, I mean, like it, it, it's, I think in the beginning it, it, it you establish a, a, a syndrome where it gets very hard to, um, adjust to being in one place because you, 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 you get so used to just over and over and over again pulling you up yourself up by the by the roots um, 
that that you just you just live in a perpetual state of of not really being able to plant yourself anywhere and um yeah that that made me pretty rootless for uh, for a long time having spent the the better part of the last 10 years on on the road um so it it wasn't really until covid of all things that that I ever tried having a fully fledged uh proper domestic stop of of all this lunacy and um yeah and now now I kind of get to have something that resembles my old schedule again um which is uh you come back to it and you're like oh, this is this is what I used to do this is this is madness but um but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also good you know context is everything where if that's what you're used to is the madness then it doesn't seem like madness but it's only when it's contrasted with something else that you're like wait a second yeah yeah what was happening here <laughs> what was the domestic life that you established during covid i don't fucking know you know it's it's like well i guess that i was just just not touring all the time um you know there's probably a lot of things that I learned from it but also right now I think now is the time and the season for not thinking about what um what it was that you did in this couple of years that was a global shutdown whatever the fuck you know like like now it's not the time to mm-hmm. reflect or be smart like it, it it just became kind of normal again. So let's just like live a little and like maybe not, maybe it's not the time to reflect yet, you know? It almost sounds like it's like kind of like processing like underground and that those things will sprout afterwards, but. Yeah, yeah, surely. Yeah. But but like, like it's just been like the, the summer and uh, I just feel like I don't want to get wiser right now. I want to get dumb again, you know? I smiled because I was just like, it sounds so relaxing being dumb sometimes. Like it sounds, <laughs> it sounds a lot more fun in a lot of ways. Yeah. And and thinking about the contrast of going on like a month long tour versus watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure with your sister, like saying it. I I love that you're launching from your mom's house. I was just like that. That makes me really happy that it's like quite literally like flying out of the nest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you gotta go chicken on your mama if you can, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my friends was saying that there's nothing quite like uh, your mom's cooking, and I was like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "Imagine if you gave the ingredients of like the things that your mom usually makes to someone else. They might use the exact same ingredients, but you'd be able to identify like which one was made by your mom." And I was like, "Oh, that's so true." Well, she made risotto tonight, and it was it was brilliant. Oh, because especially when you're on tour, you're kind of at the whim of whatever food is around you. Yeah, yeah, like that, 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 that's one thing, like home cooked food is something you don't really experience a whole lot or at all. That's why, like when I, when I, you asked earlier, if, 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 what, what do I do if I, I 
when I, I come back from a, a long tour like that and, and and one of the things that I dream about like being able to do as one of the first is just the simple act of chopping an onion and and uh, and and having a, a a pan on the stove because that like that that's a domestic act that's just literally uh so common and simple but it, it's just so far beyond reach yeah. on a tour so like that yeah. that that kind of situates you back into like some non like that that is what you're able to do when you're not on tour you can chop an onion and you can fry it and that i mean it sounds like you said that kind of rootlessness and now you have like roots and so it might feel different touring this time now that you do have like more of those roots to come back to that you didn't have like you said yeah i don't know i mean i, I don't don't take what i say for uh for, for too literal you know like uh, yeah i had roots before as well you know I, maybe i don't have roots now i don't know these things <laughs> You might be like a lotus plant that has its roots in the water and can go anywhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, thinking about being rootless, in some ways that comes in really handy because then you can adapt to wherever you're at. Like, and that's kind of the beauty of tours that in some ways, like wherever you're at, there are consistencies in tour. You know who you're going to be with. It's like summer camp. There's like a little pod of people. But also you can adapt to wherever you're at and play the show that night yeah i mean and um i i, I think like i mean being rootless is, is kind of like a more existential question than than just the, the the mere ability to to be able to jump from city to city and play a few concerts and stuff you know um um I know other people that are that are that are root, rootless or 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 have been rootless in in extents that that I couldn't claim, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. What do you feel about like? the act of movement appeals to you like you know it was funny that my producer was like ask him about trains and i i genuinely don't know why she asked me to ask you about trains yeah yeah i'm, I'm, I'm curious too like <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like did he move around a lot was he like was he a train robber did he hop on trains illicitly like there's so many possibilities in my mind <laughs> like i was like oh does this person like movement a lot i don't know yeah okay so i don't i don't know if i've ever spoken publicly about trains before so um but we, we can talk about trains um i like them to begin with they they, they might be my favorite means of transportation um yeah what, what what are some train highlights um we did uh that's the, that's the night trains between moscow and st petersburg um 
that takes roughly 12 hours. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was the first time in, in, in Russia, like, years ago, um, before they went in and attacked Ukraine and all. Um, and we had just played like a, a ruckus of, of the show in Moscow and had to go tra straight to the train station and board the night train to um, to St. Petersburg. And um, it's an old train. I'm not ex sure exactly how old, but it, it's it's old, all right. And um, mm -hmm. and we have like a little coupe with bunk beds. And um, we can't open the windows in there, and the air is really bad. It it, it feels like the air is, has been sitting there since it, the the train had been built half a dozen decades ago oh, or something. God. And um, and uh, so so we can't really sleep, and we just start roaming the hallways, and yeah, then then, then we keep on getting pulled into all these booths where we where, where we can't understand like the people don't speak English but you kind of realize that you're not really allowed to leave the room until you had like a great big swig of um, um, whiskey or vodka sitting in a plastic bottle um, and some strangers give us amphetamines too and we get wired and yeah, it just it, it felt like it lasted forever, and we couldn't drink any water. There was only like the vodka that people was giving us because like the the tabs, like the water that was coming out of those were brown, so it didn't seem <gasps> drinkable. Um, no. And it just ended up like back in bunk bed, totally wired on Russian speed, and and. Uh, cheap liquor that we were kind of force fed and people are in the top bunks are like puking down on everybody's shoes and it's it's just it's a filthy nightmare that 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 was the longest seeming train ride i've ever been on um but in hindsight it was kind of cool um that sounds like pure chaos in like a film yeah I've, I've, but but normally in trains like i find that I sleep really well on them. I, 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 I'm, I'm horrible with sleeping in cars and on, on airplanes. Uh, I'm, I'm jealous of the people who can just head into a car or an airplane and, and just nod off because that would... Yeah. But, but trains I can sleep on. There's something about the rhythm of it that, um, yeah. that kind of allows you to sleep in a nice way and... I actually have a theory about um, lucid dreaming and trains. If you if you have a seat next to the window, and you know how when, when the train is passing by trees and there's sunlight behind mm -hmm. the trees, and then you have usually a little uh, curtain you can draw in front of the window. Mm -hmm. um, the flicker of sun behind those trees filtered through the um, the curtain, but still a little bit of that flicker will go through the curtain. Am I making sense? You're totally making sense. Um, 
is creating like a subtle uh, flicker. Yeah. But, but even your eyes closed will probably register. Um, yeah. Which which I think is enough to sort of trigger like a little signal from the real world that would make the pos possibility of a lucid dream higher. The only lucid dreams I ever had was on trains through that and my furious is because of that. Would you want to share any of those lucid dreams? Um, I don't want to go into detail, but I, I managed to fly for, for a little bit before I woke up in, in one of them. Were you, was it like a levitating or was it like a flappy flappy? Like people fly differently in dreams. It's fascinating when people learn how to like fly in lucid dreams. Everyone kind of has their own method. No, I was just walking around like in an abandoned sort of post-apocalyptic version of uh, my childhood neighborhood. And and then suddenly it was like that snap. Oh, I'm, I'm awake. This is a lucid dream. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And then you have the four, okay, let, let's see if I can pull this off. And you just sort of like raise from the ground. Mm -hmm. But then it, it's like the whatever dream uh god punishes you for being so cocky so you can only do great things like that for a second before you you wake up you know? right <laughs> lucid dreaming is so tough because exactly that it's like the little stop gap the little dream god is just like wait a second you've caught on to the magic of this like it's almost like once you observe it once you notice it it's very hard to hold on to it yeah yeah i find that um, but yeah, we did we did, we did another tour on trains um, through Eastern Europe and like the Balkan countries, Croatia and Macedonia and Serbia, and that was wild too. Like the the trains are quite old there as well, so mm -hmm. what would be a four hour car ride becomes a eight or nine hour train ride because they're just slow. Yeah, but they're they're kind of fascinating. It also just kind of like time capsules, and you bribe the conductor or the, the whatever you call the ticket guy with a few packets of cigarettes, and then you can smoke on the train and like uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that 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 was quite memorable, like crossing through that part of Europe with the on those old trains. And then we would just, you know, we only brought up our guitars and then some some locals would come and pick us up at the station and take us to the venue and then onto the train the next day. It's a really nice way of touring, actually. Um, yeah. That sounds way more connected also to the people that then you're playing music with and the audience. Like, it, it seems like there's less division then between you and the audience. Well, the audience doesn't know whether we came by car or by train. Oh, but like the people that like, you know, bring you back and forth to the train and were you, did you stay with people or like, where did you crash or did you sleep on the trains? Uh, on that tour, I think we had hotels. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, oh my gosh, one of my friends was touring around the States and was literally just staying at like audience members houses like that night they'd be like all right who can house us <laughs> like, oh that, that, that that's what we did in the early days yeah 
yeah, we, we did full yeah. tours, like just if we didn't know anybody in that city or connections, it was just kind of like, okay, I have to make friends tonight then, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Someone made the comment over dinner uh, of an acquaintance who's in their 50s, and they were saying, oh, thank God this person's married because he'd just be sleeping on some 24-year-old's couch over and over again. And it made me think about that. Like, how do you age out of those things? Like, when is it appropriate to be like, ah, yeah, I'm going to crash on someone's couch? And when are you like, you know, maybe you shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not afraid of a stranger's couch, but like... But I, I I can play every night and 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 tour like that and 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 like do that kind of survival. No, it's it's like I've done my fair share of that. Yeah. Also, like like sometimes you end up with great people and sometimes you end up with like myth heads or like borderline gang members with fucking machine guns and machetes lying around. Like we've we've been. We've been to all avenues of uh, of housing life, yeah. You know that you've crossed a threshold when there's just machetes lying around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's certainly a unique situation. It it does sound like you've lived a life of enchanted danger. Yeah, funny enough, it's like it it's it. I can count a few times on the top of my head. We we ended up in sketchy houses with heavy weaponry. This, like I said, it sounds and and maybe it's just because I'm always thinking in narratives and and dreams from Los Angeles. But it's like this sounds like the plot of a movie. It's like, all right, we've got the train ride with Russian speed. We've got the house full of machetes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, this This makes for a very, very fascinating narrative. I'm just like, okay, what's the through line? Playing music through it all. <laughs> like, yeah. Is it, do you- well, I, I, I hope, I, hope uh, I, I won't have any too movie-worthy uh, sleeping arrangements anytime soon on this tour, at least. There we go. There we go. Maybe just, you know, a light blog from the mid-2000s sleeping experience. <laughs> <laughs> is it, I mean, do you think that you would want to travel this much outside of music? Like, or is the music what takes you everywhere? Um, I, I, I feel like I, I used to, whenever I had like a few months off, um, I, I would constantly try and get away. Like, like the idea of being in Copenhagen for more than a few weeks, even without having anything to do, was would like frighten me. Um, mm-hmm. So I would, I would as often as I could, sort of run away um, pretty aimlessly, and and in sometimes dubious situations you know and and that was sometimes fantastic and sometimes a little rough um Mm -hmm. i think i'm i I think i have a little less of that um 
panicky need to to roam like hmm. it's it's also like you're talking to me right when I'm supposed like about to go on this big tour so uh the 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 idea or prospect of home seems very enticing right now yeah. uh as a grass is always greener sort of uh thing but i mean like i i bet when i'm i'm in the middle of america and and like in it like it'll, it'll probably feel great definitely it's always at least i find for me like the anticipation of an experience is sometimes worse than anything that happens in the experience itself oh yeah i know i know all about that <laughs> especially like the the week leading up like i'm um i think i think as as per today i i've reached sort of like um a place of acceptance where like okay we're doing this i know what's about to happen i just don't want to pack my bag i hate that but um but yeah, like it, it, it always has like a, at least if you're leaving for a while, it has like this end of an era sort of gravity to it. That like wherever you you just spend a, a substantial amount of time, you is you're about to leave that place, and there's like a, a like a slight melancholy that kind of comes with that. Like you, you sort of yeah. turning your back on. Um, on, on where you just had that portion of your life and now you, you head into like another portion and, and like that's that's a weird sort of uh, sadness that comes with that but then once you get going you kind of like oh fuck where I came from you know let's go um, <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like the different ways of getting in a pool um like I tend to, I'll like test the water a little bit with my foot. And if I want to, if I'm in the mood to get my hair wet, I'll full on like jump in as fast as possible. If I'm going to be just lounging, maybe I'll just keep my feet in. The, the hair is the deciding factor because there's, there's a lot of hair involved in this maneuver. Um, but I've noticed that there are some people that instead of just jumping in, they'll ease themselves into the pool, but like complain the whole way. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't want to be hanging out in the liminal space where you're like half wet, half dry, half in the pool, half cold, half hot. It's like, just like get yourself in there. Yeah, um, I, I definitely uh, with pools or large bodies of water plunge. I, I, I can't ease myself in like that. That's going to be a long, long, tedious process. So I, I, I got to get it over with. I'm not yes. much of a swimmer in general, so. Ah, that was my that was my favorite thing to do as a child, and still is one of my favorites is to go into any body of water, and it doesn't matter how cold it is apparently because I will just dunk myself in it. Yeah, like, oh, how exciting! Foom. <laughs> but that mode, it's a, it's almost like we almost notice to be melancholy or complainy, like when we're in between. It's like if you're in the previous state or then you're in the future state, like you're good. Whereas when you're when you're in the in betweenies, that's when it feels really weird, like the anticipation. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that there is a slight relief of having tried these things quite a few times before. So you you kind of start recognizing your own patterns, and then uh, yes, and then you can convince yourself that it's that the world is not actually hanging on a string. Uh, it's just it's just the workings of, of things. Yes, and I'm curious now. You are jumping into to tour and into music in that way. What were you doing just prior to, you know, tonight watching Pee Wee? Like, what were you up to other than music just prior to this? Um, like today? Yeah, or like in the past few months. Like, what have you been, outside of music, like what's been kind of fueling you prior to tour? Uh, well, I mean, like, this the summer has kind of been like May and June. We were on the road in America and European festivals. But then the last few months, it's um, it's been like we've been skipping out of town once or twice a week, playing a festival here and there. But but the majority of the time kind of being in, in Copenhagen. And uh, yeah, we've been hanging out with a girl and they've been uh, trying to get out of town a little bit when I can, you know, not too far, just, uh, just, um, you can take a train to like, uh, something a little greener. That's nice. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, what have I been doing? I don't know. Uh, been spending time in the rehearsal space with the boys and like, it, it, we, we finally like kind of, hit hit an oar or whatever it's called you know like um yeah so so like like new songs are started to starting to form in a really nice way and it feels very exciting um i love that feeling new song feeling is such a good feeling yeah 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 we, we on this tour like we we're gonna start playing like a new song for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, but it's it's nice because like, you know, this, this set that we've been playing all summer and like kind of like what we have on our repertoire, it just takes like one song or two new songs for everything to feel kind of new again. Like like so some, somehow that, that new song will kind of like meddle with all the other songs and kind of makes everything feel like a a little less rehearsed and alive again, you know? Well, that's yet again, what popped in my mind was like context where it's like, you know, you have these songs and they're in the context of the set list, but then when you have a new song, it suddenly changes the context for your old songs. Like suddenly you can then see them through almost like a different light and you can hear them in a different way because that new song has showed up. Yeah. And then then you're not just playing a bunch of old stuff, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think about like, where do new songs come from? I think that's why I'm fascinated by what people do outside of, like outside of their primary passions, where it's like, what are the things that then bring in those new songs? Because I at least find like, if I, if I feel almost like I'm running on empty as a person, like it's really difficult for me to allow new songs in. 
Um, whereas when I kind of like go out and explore and kind of like fill up my cup, as it were, like as a person, then like new songs are like, oh, we're welcome here. There's like a little garden where I can plant myself. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um, yeah, that 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 cup that needs to be filled can be a terrifying thing too. Definitely. Definitely, because we don't know what has to go in that cup to make the new song show up. Yeah, that, that, that's why the, the most terrifying thing north is um, is finishing a project. Because like you, you, you've had you, you, you've had that cup of whatever juice that, that makes the stuff, and then you, you, you can sort of latch on to that or attach yourself to that, and then you you emptied your cup and then you're just empty. And like you can enjoy whatever you made for a little while, but then you just sit back there with an empty cup and uh, <laughs> then whatever yeah. desperate measures you need to go on about feeling that again in order to to do something. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's strange to me when people describe, I guess, what uh, people call like a feeling of accomplishment. Like when something's done, because I, I relate to what you just said, because I don't really feel that way either. It's like when I finish something, I don't usually feel excited that I finished it because I'm usually excited doing it. Like and and if I finished it, it means that I'm done. And then I'm like, but oh, wait, I was enjoying that. And now it's finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually have like a week or two where I'm 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 on top of the world, but then but then I'm not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, because like I I found that, you know, I never related when I heard other interviews with artists where they're just like, how do you feel now that your album's out or like things like that? Um, and people are like, I feel great. And I'm like, do they? Like, do other people feel great? Like there's like you said, there's like that week or two. But then I'm just like, do other people's like minds and bodies not want to just go to like the next the thing? Um, and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe other people feel differently about this. <laughs> like, and it's interesting yeah, hearing about Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it's, it, 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 it was, it was a, like when, when I had done this for a little while that it, it was a harsh realization to come to. And find out and what a scam this is that that um that the satisfaction is so temporary like 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 yes. like you, you quickly realize that that you work incredibly hard for a very long time to to finish something only to be fulfilled for a very short amount of time and then you're back where you started of, of deep unfulfillment. And uh, yeah, you, you only get to have the, that, those little victories for very briefly. Yes. But I mean, yes. you know, that, that's also, that's also why I'd be, I think if I ever did something and I was satisfied, and the satisfaction was just kind of permanent. I'd be terrified. Like, yeah. was that it then? You know. <laughs> so it 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 has to right. be that. 
the pen, pendulum sort of limbo between nah, you only, you only get to be satisfied for for a little. Well, that dissatisfaction almost leads to like the impetus to do the next thing, because like otherwise, yeah, that uh, a life of not doing things, like a life of just being like satisfied, like hey, I did the thing, like that might be really nice for someone that doesn't resonate for me personally though like i can't imagine that life like i genuinely can't picture what what that would feel like no nah, like, i want to i want to i want to i want to meet that person <laughs> oh just permanent I, satis- I so- per- permanent satisfied guy i want to meet him <laughs> be like okay permanent satisfied guy if you're listening we have some questions for you. <gasps> I'm like, I don't know about that life. Because, yeah, like a friend of mine was talking about in in creative field. It's like if you don't feel like driven to do the thing, like don't do it because creative fields are often extremely unstable, stressful, all sorts of things that it's like if you don't have that innate drive to do it, you probably shouldn't. And it sounds like if, you know, you have an abundance of that drive, if anything, where it's like you almost are compelled to do to do what you do uh yeah but i don't fully subscribe to that you know like sometimes you're also just gonna fucking do what you don't want to or 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 create the 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 space for it when when it's it's the last thing you would want to do um mm. if if you were just uh to sit around and, and only act on something if like supreme inspiration were to strike you or something i would I would do very little, you know. Um, so, so some of it is also just sitting down and being present for something to happen, and kind of forcing yourself to to uh, to be in that uncomfortable space of not really knowing where to go. Um, mm. So, yeah, no, I I don't think you should only do it when you feel compelled uh how do you make you get, the space for it like what do you do to to make the space for that discomfort that then things do break through it i think you're very right on that um like uh, yeah I, i've tried various things um so sometimes I, i've been like going through a thing where i, I would sit in and write for at least an hour a day, um, where 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 I would sort of take one. Hour, say that there has to be one hour in the day that I sit down wherever that is and work, and and I, I can extend that hour if I want to, uh, mm-hmm. but at at least an hour, and um, and then it's okay if I only write one sentence or if nothing happens like like there's no pressure if you just you're just creating that space for something to happen that that mm-hmm. and if that space is not there like the, the 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 thing that might visit you that day never had like a window to to come to you so yeah like like that's that's been really good um just to make sure you, you you're there for it, um, mm. and 
Yeah, sometimes if I'm uh, uh, working intensely on something or we have a record to do or lyrics to write, I've, I've sometimes borrowed spaces to write in or um, or traveled away to do things just to to be removed from my own bedroom. Like I find like, like your own bedroom, yeah. it's not the best place to do work. Um, I find the same. Especially because your bed is in there and uh, <laughs> and that's the that's the enemy of um, of of work, you know. <laughs> oh, no. I thought about context again. Like I'm in the room where I do a lot of my writing and reflecting, but it's not my bedroom. Like my bedroom is where I go to rest and I read a lot in my bedroom, but I don't often write a lot in my bedroom. I might journal occasionally. Like there's a chair in my bedroom I will sometimes sit on to journal, but like I don't journal in bed. Like, and I don't create when I'm in bed. Like that's not what that's for. It's like, it's a different space that then allows me to invite in inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I once made the mistake of writing the lyrics for a entire album in, in, in my bedroom and it became the most sort of like egotistical, self-involved, <laughs> like uh, in what's looking shit ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe that's what needed to come visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was good for what it, for what it was but but um but uh, yeah I don't subscribe to the bedroom anymore (sighs) and then there are some people that I've spoken to that they they like to be in their bedroom or like in a place of ultimate comfort to write and I found that really interesting where I'm like yeah to to, to each their own of course yeah because I don't want to be uncomfortable but I want to be removed from my usual environment when I'm writing yeah yeah yeah, well, I would. It's also sometimes you, it, it seems like your your own ideas are, are, are flocking around you, or you're surrounded by them. Um, and sometimes you have to grasp pretty far to to get one. Um, so, like sometimes I I, I find it, it it very easy to to write anywhere or on the road or or something, and and, and sometimes I, I would I find it. Like even the the prospect of of having to write anything in in the whirlwind that is being on tour and stuff seems impossible. Yeah. Well, and who I guess like who imposes those deadlines? Is it like coming from you, or is it coming from the outside to to be producing the music in that way? Uh, just the deadline that is uh, your death, I guess. Life is short, <laughs> yes. um, so um, so that there's no time to waste there. The ultimate deadline. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, even the the existential moment of oh, how rooted are you or not? Like that seems like another big question of like what is driving you to produce? And I mean that that is very valid to be like, hey, death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> A rather unforgiving boss. Yeah, sometimes I think of um, of how like you only have like a a, a limited amount of um, time, and 
and and if you didn't capture like those songs and, and whatever you were trying to do, like those possible things that was, because I, I very much much finger fit as something you have to catch like they're 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 sort of these mysterious sort of they they come from a place but they but it, it but if you weren't if you didn't manage to sniff it out and and and, and catch on to it then it then it, then the, the opportunity is lost Yes. So so yeah, I I do think that that's a, or maybe it's just like a false sense of urgency I, I create for myself. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, there's no time to be wasted. Oh, and I also do waste a lot of my time, but but yeah, that uh, there is an urgency. Yeah, well, and like you said, it's it's almost that that pendulum swing where you can't be urgent all the time and you can't be wasting time all the time. It sounds yeah. like it has to kind of bounce between the two. Yeah, sometimes I beat myself up for like, like I wish I was ultra disciplined and could um, could spend like all my waking hours like chasing like um ideas and stuff but it doesn't work like that you know it's impossible yeah and also if you chase an idea too hard that idea at least in my experience it runs away faster yeah i, I don't work like that i need to bullshit around a little bit you know? <laughs> i need to sometimes like seduce an idea into into being instead of yeah being like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you need to be like oh come here idea look yeah nice. you, you, you need candles. to get a little Get a little loose every once in a while. Exactly, exactly. Make it make a nice little little cozy <laughs> nest for the idea. Make it want to come around. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, well, it's been such a pleasure getting to talk to you. I I feel bad that I'm taking you away from your last evening with your family before your tour. That's okay, man. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode. Oh, 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 oh,